The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. 2022 represented a particularly violent year for LGBTQ plus people here and elsewhere, with murders and several savage attacks making headlines. So what factors are driving this marked increase in violence? Well, I'm joined now by Podrig Rice, Policy and Research Manager with LGBT Ireland. Uh, Podrig, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Um, Looking back on the last uh, 10 years, you would think that the marriage equality referendum uh, was a great breakthrough, uh, a watershed, a change in the public mind. So therefore you'd expect the figures to drop, not surge. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We've made huge progress in this country over the last 30 years. Um, we've, we've transformed the country in terms of attitudes and acceptance in terms of LGBT issues. Um, I think, as you say, many people would have thought that the marriage referendum would have solved the issues faced by the community. But unfortunately, this isn't the case. The referendum was just kind of one moment and I think it doesn't undo the damage that has existed over decades. Like, despite that progress, homophobia and discrimination didn't go away. It's an everyday reality for many LGBT people. Mm. And it kind of expands from the kind of the slurs that go unchallenged all the way up to the extreme kind of violence. And in 2019, there was a report by the CSO that showed that 33% of LGBT people have experienced discrimination in the previous two years. So so we know from the evidence that that, that discrimination is still there. Uh, it still now, exists. The discrimination, uh, obviously name calling is one thing. We'll talk about that because social media platforms seem to facilitate uh, abuse of all sorts of uh, people, never mind mm. any one cohort. Um, but discrimination, what form does that take? Yeah, it, it can take all forms of, of different discrimination. There's there's cases of employment discrimination. There's there's workplace discrimination. Um, but yeah, th- there is definitely an underlying element that we need to eradicate and we need to tackle homophobia and transphobia and, and root that out. But as you say, the, the online element is a new element. Um, it's kind of an extreme element. Uh, there was a report released this week that showed that 87% of LGBT young people have experienced anti-LGBT hate and harassment on social media in the last year. And, and most of this is coming from kind of anonymous accounts, online accounts. And that online fear, I think, was intensified over mm. the pandemic. Now, now, you put your head above the parapet. You're, you're there as the, uh, the public voice of LGBT Ireland. Um, so do you personally get abuse? Like, I think that there's, there's all of us experience it. I think everyone in our community experiences it. Um, online in particular, some of the very extreme things are said to us. Um, I get it on my own social media account and, and we get it on, on the LGBT Ireland account. Really like extreme levels uh, of violence, comments about murders, comments about, I've seen comments online about threatening to burn people out of their homes, like really extreme um, things are being said online that wouldn't be acceptable to be said in, in public offline. Um, and I think and in many ways, sometimes that, that online hate then spills into real life. Um, and, and we really need to take action on, on the social media front, I think. Yeah. Now, what happens when you make a complaint to the social media giants? Really, Anything? It really varies. So, so sometimes you'll say you'll get a report back to say, well, this hasn't violated our community standards. Sometimes it'll be slow and they might say this comment will be removed. And sometimes they may ban an account for a period. But the response is, is very slow. And, and often the majority of, of cases I report come back to say this hasn't violated our standards. And I, I think they need to review their standards if, if this is acceptable. Um, and in many ways, social media is a wild west like it's essentially unregulated and it's having a massive corrosive effect on our society and our politics. And I think it's really important to remember that it's all still very new. Like we're at the beginning of the internet age. Like we have to collectively figure out how we harness social media for good as opposed to evil. And 
these platforms have, have a, a real role to play, but I don't think they can be left to regulate themselves. Like the abuse shouldn't be tolerated and their broken business model profits off hate. Um, and it really needs to be tackled. And we really need to have a serious conversation, particularly about the anonymous online accounts and what they're getting away with because the people perpetrating that hate don't yeah. represent modern Ireland. Now, uh, whatever about sticks and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me. The, the problem is that name calling can generate other forms of violence. So you, you might shrug off a slur uh, but then you're walking home late at night and you're subject to an assault. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and this online hate, I think, is spilling into real life. And what we've seen over the last 12 months, um, based off coverage from Gay Community News, is a serious attack on LGBT people every single month. People being attacked leaving gay bars, people being attacked on the streets, people being attacked on the bus. And as you said, we people being killed in their homes. It's like extreme. Just remind people of some of those headlines which made it out of, if you like, the, the confines of gay news into mainstream media reporting. Yeah, like, as I said, the, the people being slurs on a bus, being followed and then, then being beaten up. People had bottles thrown at them as they leave the gay bars. And we had those brutal attacks in Sligo where, where two men were murdered. Um, so really, um, really severe levels of, of attacks. And, uh, Do uh, people who are the subject of uh, attacks, maybe minor things where, they, you know, they're knocked over or whatever, they pick themselves up and they scarper, would they even bother reporting those to the Gardaí? Because you'd like to know that the figures were comprehensive because this may be the tip of a, a, an iceberg that we actually get to hear about. Yeah, so I think we have a huge problem in terms of reporting. For a start, we don't have any legislation in place. So we've been calling for a long time for robust hate crime legislation, which will underpin a lot of this. Um, some people will report issues to the guards. Some people won't. I think sometimes there's a lack of trust between communities and the Gardaí. But we really need, for a start, we need to see robust hate crime legislation. And, and that's before the Oireachtas, but we need to see that advanced. Um, but there's also other things that need to happen. Like we need proper monitoring, we need good data collection, we need better reporting, um, we need training for the Gardaí, for the judges, uh, for the DPP. Um, in Northern Ireland, they've got a victim support service, uh, it's called the Hate Crime Advocacy Support Service, um, to support victims of crime. We don't have that kind of infrastructure and we've been calling for that. But we also need to do a lot of prevention work. The Coalition Against Hate Crime, of which LGBT Ireland is a member with 22 other civil society organisations, has asked for a national action plan. And unfortunately, that call has gone unanswered. Like, I'd love to hear what the Minister for Justice thinks should be done or what the Garda Commissioner thinks or, or, now, the, or the Data Protection Commissioner. It's not confined to, to Ireland. The International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans and Intersex Association, uh, their report published in 2023 found that 2022 was the most violent year for LGBTQ plus people across Europe and Central Asia in the past decade. Now, there are some um, leaders in some countries that are kind of fueling all of this. Absolutely. We've seen, a, we've seen a rise across uh, Europe, across the, the UK and the US. Um, and as you say, most violent year in a, in a decade. And um, so there is, there is a wider context to this. There, there is a bigger picture that we need to be aware of. And, and this anti-LGBT sentiment isn't happening in isolation. In Hungary, a law was passed making it illegal to provide information about LGBTQ plus issues to under 18s. In Russia, a similar law was passed banning uh, so-called, this is their term, LGBTQ plus propaganda aimed at adults. Uh, in Poland, resolutions characterised as creating LGBT free zones were adopted in dozens of municipalities and in the United States, a couple of hundred anti-LGBT bills passed in various places. Yeah. 
there certainly is an international kind of rollback and we have made huge progress and, and we here in Ireland we, we won't be taking a single step back and we have to hold the line and take a really strong response because what we've seen as you said internationally is, is this fight and this rollback to the progress we've made and, and this has to be a wake up call to say that we won't have that here yeah. we won't have that same same um, issues here and, and it's important to remember that this this isn't happening in isolation it's tied to the anti-immigrant sentiment it's tied to the rise in violence on the streets it's a kind of an anti-different sentiment it's a sentiment about anybody who's outside the norm as they see it and, and it's attack on diversity and it's attack on difference Now, now uh, in our own marriage equality it wasn't by any means a 100% uh, yes vote uh, there was a significant but minor uh, cohort who voted against it now some people just might be religious beliefs it might be you know uh, uh, native conservatism and so on but there would be some anti-gay people there who certainly uh, voted uh, against it for those reasons um, in the wake of that referendum it's fair to say that uh, the LGBTQ community became more visible and you can't victim blame you know people holding each other's hands where they mightn't mm. have dared do so before but some of these extremists might find that provocative there's certainly, there has been a change and we have become much more visible and it's a, it's a really positive thing that, that people feel free to be visible, to be their true selves, to be authentic. Um, but as you say, like we've won the right to walk down the aisle, but we still look over our shoulder as we walk down the street and that has to change. We have to tackle this growing violence um, and and there is always this element, this underlying element of homophobia in society and it must be tackled. It has to be rooted out. And really, we need proactive prevention and a change in society to tackle this. Podrick Rice, Policy and Research Manager with LGBT Ireland. Thank you very much for joining us in studio. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.